Good morning. This is Tales from a Nobody, episode two, and I am a nobody. This episode is called Wish, and it's going to be a little bit about the Wish Tour. Just before I start from last episode, a couple of things. This guitar that I played a lot in the last episode has a name, and it is called the Blue Meanie. The name came from two places. I'm a massive Prince fan. Prince has a blue cloud guitar called the Blue Angel. Steve Vai used to play a guitar when he was with Frank Zappa and I think a little bit after Frank and that was called the Green Meanie and I think he had that stolen. So the name comes from those two places, the Blue Meanie. If you ever see it written on a set list or you hear someone like Ben say, we'll use the Meanie, that's what he's referring to. That's that guitar. Thanks for all the comments, questions, suggestions from the last episode. It's great. The more comments, suggestions there are, the more episodes there will be until no one really wants to know anything anymore and then they'll end. Requests for some tour stories. Uh, be careful with tour stories. Um, but there are some good ones that I can repeat. This story is a request from Laura. It's the hot dog story. It's not from the Wish Tour. We were going to a gig, I think it was... It, it, we were going to a gig in Germany, so we left town quite late in the evening. We drove to Dover, over to Calais, and then we wanted to drive as close to the German border as we could. So the next day it was a shorter drive to the venue, and I think it was a, a show with The Cure we were doing. It wasn't 92, it, it was something like 1998 or 2000 it was something like that can't remember anyway we arrive at this tiny little roadside hotel that we're just spending the night at so we can carry on our journey the next day and everyone's really hungry i don't really like eating mcdonald's and burger kings and things like that i i if you like eating them that's great that's fine knock yourself out I don't I would rather miss that out so we stop and that's all there are places like this and I'm no I'm not, eating, not eating that stuff so I wander over a footbridge that's over the motorway and I come to this little shop uh, and it's got food and stuff in it and it's right on the German border because the signs are in German so I thought, oh, that, that, that's cool. So I see hot dog. I thought, wow, it 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 might be a, a real German sausage, you know. So it'd be good, really good meat and stuff. I thought, okay, let, let's. Is it any better than a fast food burger? I don't know. Let's try. So I order one, point it and order it, expecting to get this hot dog, and then you get. On tour, sometimes you get these rare surprises, and this was this. It, 
this is weird because I can't ex remember exactly the show it was. I'll have to try and look it up, but I can remember the hot dog. <laughs> Small things, I suppose. So I'm expecting this hot dog. <clears throat> Chap goes off to prepare this hot dog. This hot dog comes back, but it's not a hot dog in a bun. It is a tray of mashed potato with this massive, brilliant German sausage on top. It's mashed potato. And I was expecting hot dog bun that I may throw away and I get mashed potato. So this, there, there came out of nowhere, this mashed potato hot dog. And I couldn't believe it. I, so I ordered another one because I love mashed potato. And the sausage was a real German sausage and it was, an, it was a surprise and a delight. And I walked back and a couple of the other people were there sort of, where did you get that? And that was the mashed potato hot dog when I was expecting another hot dog. A silly little story, but it, it made me so happy and it still makes me so happy. The mashed potato hot dog when you're expecting a horrible hot dog. When you're expecting a roadside hot dog, life sometimes serves you great surprises. Anyway, the Wish Tour. Wish Tour 1992 with The Cure. Cranes were in, I believe it was in New York, doing shows when they heard that they had been chosen to do the Wish Tour. And there was something like 28 even more bands in the running for the cure to pick to do the wish tour and they're in new york doing shows they got the call they had been chosen for the wish tour amazing so it was very exciting i didn't do the wish tour uh i know everyone involved with the wish tour i knew them at the time um when i was talking to jim about it he keeps forgetting that I didn't do the Wish Tour. He seems to think I did, but I didn't. Um, it's a shame, but never mind. So they had to rush back from America to sort out visas and flight cases and all that sort of stuff to, to actually get on the tour. And that takes a little while. And because of that, Cranes missed the first seven shows. Yeah, first seven shows. Um, that wasn't such a bad thing as Robert Smith later told Jim because there were quite a few technical issues for The Cure on those first shows. I think it was the first time they were using a flashlight PA. Was it a floodlight PA? Someone will correct me on that. Um, but I think that was the first time in the world that that PA was being used. So there were some technical issues. And on some of those shows, there probably wouldn't have been time for Cranes to play anyway. Um, so it was it was maybe a good thing that that those shows were missed. There was also another little story that Jim told me that Robert Smith told Jim, and that was in Boston which was actually Worcester, which was just outside Boston, but that was the Boston shows. 68 people returned their tickets to the Cure Wish shows because Cranes were not playing, um, which which 
yeah, Jim told me that the other day. 68 people returned their tickets, um, which is quite funny because it, it was a Cure show. Uh, biggest grossing tour of that year was the Wish Tour. So it was a brilliant opportunity for Cranes to play their music to a lot of people. Um, their first show, that made the Cranes first show 23rd of May. The 23rd of May, that's, that's right. 14th of May was the first show for Cure in Rhode Island. And Crane's first show was 23rd of May in Pennsylvania, I believe. Um, and so they're off. The, the Cure Wish Tour was in three legs. There was the US leg, then the Australasia leg, and then the European leg. The Cranes didn't do the Australasia leg, and there's th that's a pretty good thing, which we'll get to in a in a little bit. But they're off on the US tour. So a typical set list for the US tour, and specifically the US tour, because the set list changed in Europe, and we'll get to that. But a typical set list for the US tour was Living and Breathing, 6th of May, Fuse, Wish, Adoration, Starblood. And some songs were swapped in and out, like E.G. Shining, Joy Lies Within, Tomorrow's Tears, Inescapable, stuff like that. Cranes had 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 35 minutes to play. Uh, it was a massive tour. It's great fun. So, um, Yes, some of those songs. Um, let's uh, on the last episode. A lot of people liked the little snippets of playing, so let's do let's do a couple of those songs if I can remember them. If I don't get them right, so we living and breathing was often opener. I believe Mark's part was the piano part, which then became my part whenever we played it. It was something like this. Uh, part not too tricky odd things going on there Jim's fabulous writing as usual what else on that tour something that wasn't played that much afterwards um, try and get this right
Tomorrow's Tears. I never got to play that live. We rehearsed it a few times. Um, I think that's the part. Lovely song. Uh, I don't know why we never played that so much afterwards. Yeah, there's lots of Crane songs. Got to choose some and leave some out. Classics always remained in the set. Um, adoration. sections adoration um a pivotal song for me because i mentioned in the last episode that was one that mark said oh you can play this tonight but it was out of the blue in a show in a club that was sold out on the encore i'd never played it on stage i'd done it a few times in soundcheck mark wanted to go out and have a drink and watch the encore from the audience and he literally said you can play this one, can't you, Paul? Uh, I was, yes, yes. Off you go then. And he walked off and left me there. Thank you, Mark. It was brilliant. In at the deep end. And it's a scary song because for the first part of that song, there's percussion and me on piano and Ali singing. And it's a lot of space. If you play a wrong note on that, it's very, very exposed. So that was very nerve wracking. Um, but great yeah adoration um, what else have we got on that uh, 6th of May the the keyboard part was on a backing tape 6th of May um, but it's it's a it's a great part um, Jim's sort of incredible hypnotic drumming um on it but the the keyboard part of I remember does go again you got uh, what is that really just E E minor um, first fifth but the second note but the top note doesn't change so you would expect it to go and it doesn't that's Jim so you get these two 
notes but not at the same time it's brilliant but what's more interesting i think is the guitar part to sixth of may so let's have a look at the guitar part sixth of may um, bit of a noise let's get it settled down so the guitar part signal made lots of delay lots of distortion lots of clever whammy bar use first time that comes in that's sort of what that plays ending in that little scoop like that anyone remembering that from the wish tour remember mark going bananas on that which is always a great great thing to watch and hear uh the second time the guitar comes in it does something slightly different and it rises up whilst that keyboard motif stays the same dun 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 and Jim's drumming all the way through dun 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 so the second time it comes in it rises up a bit like something like this um So that's a that's a really fun part to play. Messed a little bit up in the middle there, but um, yeah, it's a good it's a good fun part to play. But like all of Jim's parts and Mark's parts, they were they were always great. You could always river. Makes you want to sort of go, um, uh, you know, stuff over it, and there's lots of things. I often make little um, loops of, of just that riff. And then you can play over, um, it's good fun. Um, yeah, great, great guitar riff. What else? 
was on that tour. Wish, wish, uh, that wasn't played too much either after it. another great uh, riff that used to start off with not quite so much distortion lots of muting and then you hit that chord if I can hit the chord properly then you have more distortion coming in That was fun to play. Last episode we touched on um, Fuse and one thing I forgot to mention in Fuse, there's a massive scrape in Fuse. So you, you get the... And then there's a huge gap and then the scrape comes in. It was really easy to start that scrape to live to get carried away and, and, and just start the scrape too too fast and you just very you realize that that's a there's a long gap in that and you're running out of string and it's awful if you have to start scraping back up again so the trick was to stay calm and start the scrape And elongate the, 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 the scrape. It's not an Eddie Van Halen scrape, he's a master at it. It's a very long, lovely, painful scrape, which is, which is cool. So that was basically the US leg. And a lot of people saw cranes. And then there was a break. Cure went off for three weeks to do Australasia leg of the tour. That was quite an important break because what happened in that break was the Forever album, which wasn't released until the next year, but the record was finished. So when the European leg started, you, you had a set list change and Forever songs started creeping in so you you would have the same general set list but you would get far away clear and adrift finding their way in 
into the set. So there were two very, very different set lists. So that was that was an important break, and which is why I said at the beginning it's quite good that the Cranes didn't do that leg of the tour because maybe they would never have finished forever in that in that break. Um, so they came back to do the European leg. Um, and you had additional songs far away, clear. Adrift. Adrift is a very fun song to play. Um, you can go real, really mad on that. the first line the end part of the song it starts off based on that and then after that you really have free reign to do anything that fits within that and um i know whenever i play that song i never plan it, it it's different every single night at the end of a drift i never play the same thing it's just how i feel at the time and that's that's really good fun um jim let's put this down jim dug this out for me we we believe this is allison's copy because jim wrote all over his like in a diary style not not ruining it that is the Cranes 1992 European tour book with all the dates and it's what every one of the band and crew would get given and it's uh that's just turned to a page there's some room that's what rooms people were in 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 Lille but you can turn to any page so that's a page of the tour book for the band so on Wednesday, October the 7th, 7th, 92, Berlin, venue at Deutschland Hall, hotel, Berlin Plaza, hotel, phone number, all, all the address, and there, there'll be for every, just the details, for every show on the tour in a book. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be really cool for Jim to find his, because Jim annotated his, and he kept a little diary with it, and he, he is looking for it. But he found this one and he said I'll take that to show and that's really great but it's in such good condition that we think because there was only one each for each member so we think that this is Ali's it's it's pretty definitely Ali's because it's in perfect in perfect condition so that's every time then they would check in and then um Drew the tour manager would do uh, a rooming list so everyone knew who was in what room in in the hotel uh, so if they needed to call, they could. Um, that's great. That's great. Thanks for that, Jim. That's, that's fantastic. Um, and that is it, really. Um, the tour was a massive success. Cranes played to a lot of people. And I think the old adage applies here, that if you've got something and you play in front of people, 
people who are going to like it. And they did. They got a chance to do what they do in front of a lot of people. And, uh, and it paid off. All the members of The Cure became lifelong friends. Um, it was a fantastic time. Um, the next album was Forever. It's a fantastic album. And um, Cranes could tour. Bigger shows, bigger venues with great material. Comments, questions, suggestions, all are welcome. This is Tales from a Nobody, episode two. And I am a nobody.